0: Your Inner Goddess with me, your host, Sarah Joyce Hindle. And today I've got another guest with me, the lovely Mickey Yamada. And we're getting raw, vulnerable, honest, and speaking our truth. We are sharing bits of our journey so that you can do the same. We're talking vulnerability, we're talking healing, feeling, and how to step into your calling. You enjoy it as much as we enjoyed making it. Let's dive in. And here's Mickey. Welcome. Hey Sarah. Your energy is just wonderful. It's just calming and nourishing. I love it.
1: Oh <laughs> I'm so glad to be here with you. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm
0: so excited. It's been so long as well. We've tried yeah. to pen in this podcast for months now, haven't we? <laughs> Um yes. and we've had many things in our way, but we're here today. Um and I'm really pleased. Me too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just connected in a different in a in a in a Facebook group, didn't we? And mm-hmm. and we had this this coffee chat, which is just essentially a Zoom call for people who feel like they might connect. And I felt like we we pretty well connected, didn't mm-hmm. we? And um I think and obviously uh, for the listeners here who are like, well, okay, that's great. you connected. I don't know what she does. We're going to tell, we're going to sort of explain what it is in a minute. But um, I think Mickey's energy and the way she sees the world just has me in awe. And I think um, having done a session with her as well, um, it was just wonderful to see that magic in action. Um, and I know in, in the bio, I mentioned um, what she does, but I would love Mickey to explain it in her own words um to sort of welcome herself onto the show if it were yes. so so what is it you do mm-hmm. tell my listeners um what it is you do and how you sort of started the business mm. Mm.
1: <laughs> there's so many things that I think about as you were kind of telling the people listening to this podcast about how we met um but I'll leave that for later mm. but the work that I do is I guide leaders um, into living their calling, which is embodying their calling through releasing the emotions that no longer serve them. Um, so a lot of the times, a lot of people have these emotions that like really weigh them down and they don't consciously realize how much impacts. it impacts their life and it impacts mm. the way they they live the life that they desire um so yes a lot of the things that i do is around feelings work not the strategy but the emotions knowing why the emotions exist and yeah just releasing letting them go through a lot of the practices that i've used for myself yeah and that i've received through my own journey yeah Mm. yeah
0: i love Mm. that And I think that's it. I think we can be, especially as entrepreneurs, as creatives, as leaders, we can be so disconnected from our bodies and the feelings and, and we're so driven by the results and the process and making things quicker, making things, you know, easier, making things have, you know, hit and reply faster and just quickening all the things when really what we need to do is slow down and sort of. okay well what's going on with my body when I'm thinking about this part of my business and what's going on how am I feeling with this thing that I'm doing
1: right now Mm -hmm. and I think
0: our bodies hold the answers quite a lot of the
1: time (laughs) don't they and it's so like interesting for me like how like the body like feelings come up in like our body sensations No, like when we feel a certain way and the feeling is not aligned with what we want like our bodies start showing symptoms it's like headaches back pain like a lot of the yeah people i worked with also have like issues with like their bodies are showing signs like fatigue exhaustion overwhelmed like <laughs> you know um so yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah
0: and when you said mm-hmm. that as well it reminded me of a friend mm-hmm. of mine who um She's a teacher. She teaches Mm -hmm. um, young children sort of four to 11. Mm -hmm. And um, she carries a lot of stress in her body and she works a lot of long hours. She's very committed, very Mm -hmm. passionate. I love her to death. Um, And the thing that I see a lot is the stress sort of manifesting in her body as like physical things like ulcers, tummy ache, headaches and things. But also, like you say, that exhaustion, that sort of constant fatigue that you feel like you can't catch up from. And I see that so much in her and and it's one of the things we, we fall back into, you know, you go conversations with your friends over coffee and how are you? And, you know, you, you when you're on that close level with somebody, the truth comes out, yeah. doesn't it? How are you really? Yeah. It's like, well, not so good. This, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Or I'm really stressed, blah, blah, blah. And, and I notice it more and more. The more I'm in tune with me and my body, which has been a journey over the past couple of years, as you mm-hmm. know, um, the more I see it in others as well. Yeah. And it's not just that excitement that manifests when something like a new project has happened or you've got a new mm. idea or or something's going really well or you've got this ideal client or, you know, you've been asked to go and speak on a stage or something and you've got that excitement and you know that that's like a good feeling. But like those constant bad feelings, yeah. when they're happening so much, yeah. like like in my, in my friend's case, I feel like you feel that's permanent, yeah. that's part of who you are, yeah. that's part of how it's supposed yeah. to be. And I think mm. in a long roundabout way, what I'm trying to say is like, people get comfortable yeah. being uncomfortable yeah. um, and then they don't see it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And I notice that a lot. I notice that a lot yeah. with people. Um,
1: mm. mm. Oh, um, I love how like, you talk about how people have normalized a lot of the mm. uncomfortable things, you know, like it's, oh, so much of our society is based on normalizing violence. Like, how the violence towards ourselves the violence towards others the violence yeah like I was when I was in uni and I was in a class I think one of the things that really impacted the ways in which I understood violence was like I think one of my professors showed us of like these homeless people sleeping in a tunnel and with a hose directed at them the they like the Hong Kong sanitary department decided that they wanted to clean up this tunnel in the middle of the winter, um, but like obviously, like water in the middle of the winter was gonna get the tunnel really cold. And she asked, "What was really violent about this picture?" And like, it was really like, like shocking for me when someone said, like, they were all like, you know, people are like, oh, you know, they're spraying water in the tunnel and everything was really shocking for me was when Mm -hmm. someone said oh they're homeless people and i was like oh my goodness i've normalized that part of violence as well in some ways like for many years like i thought it was normal to have homeless people people who did not have homes um yeah so like there's so many kinds of violence that we normalize
0: yeah, I think you like gave me like hit name me name. right in the feels. So, that yes, like, I love how you brought up. Yeah, your I friend. think people do expect mm-hmm. a certain amount of violence, yeah. and like you say, a certain yeah. amount of expectation yeah. that there will be homeless people. Like there shouldn't be really. Like yeah. let's let's face it, like that's not kind or nice, and it shouldn't be a thing for anybody to have to endure. That mm-hmm. that is it, isn't it? And it's like as as children as well. Like when you're feeling your emotions, and a caregiver mm-hmm. or a parent, teacher, somebody goes we'll just sit down and be quiet you don't need to cry or you know rein it in you're angry you know you've thrown your toys or whatever you're having a tantrum and you and your parents or yeah. whoever it is are removing yeah. you and and disciplining you rather than sort of helping you feel mm-hmm. into those emotions yeah um or like when you're really mm-hmm. excited and you're running around you know mm-hmm. no care about keeping yourself safe because you're a child and you know mm-hmm. them having to rein it in uh, i yeah. remember like just Mm -hmm. as you were saying sort of that Mm -hmm. as well like it came to me that like I would always feel hard done by as a child whether I actually fully was or Mm -hmm. not but I felt it right I felt it and so I would um, kick off I would uh, be angered that I thought my brother was getting uh, preferential treatment and Mm-hmm. I would be told mm-hmm. to, you know, go to my room. Well, obviously, I wasn't like four or five. I was a bit, fair bit older. But like, go to my room, go and separate myself from people because I can't act in a certain way in a way that I suppose society deems acceptable, right? That my family deem acceptable. So. And and I think we learn that in loads of different ways, from being really mm-hmm. young, to yeah. to mm-hmm. disassociate mm-hmm. from our emotions or mm-hmm. to to wind them in, or to even yeah. fake them. Like, how many times has somebody gone, oh, do you want to go and do this? And inside you've gone, oh, God, I really don't want to do that. And then yeah. you've gone, yeah, okay, I'd love to. Yeah. And you think, oh, like, this happens. This yeah. is weaved in our daily lives, right? Like, mm-hmm. ignoring our feelings or purposely yeah. choosing not to to listen to our mm-hmm. bodies. Um, yeah. Which, which yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> blows me away. mate yeah. say in mm-hmm. society as well, we don't see. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. we don't see what could be. We've just mm-hmm. accepted what is. Mm-hmm. Mm. and i love how like i think you talked about like in our coffee chat last two weeks ago you mentioned your son and how like being a little different Mm. like you were like that's your superpower like you know like receiving accepting loving people as they are Mm. instead of expecting them to behave a certain way like i thought that was really magical when you mentioned it two weeks ago when i was chatting with you yeah yeah, like to kind of answer your question about like how I came here and like why I started being obsessed with emotions, I don't know, I think it started when <laughs> I don't think I ever told you this, but I started uh, martial art um, many years ago. It's like eight years ago ish, I think. but um then it was like like it, like it's a martial art called Aikido. Mm -hmm. and at some point in my journey I started to learn from the teachers about like the teachers would always say like look within yourself what are you feeling right now and I think that's when I started really realizing that like oh there's things going on within me when I'm interacting with other people like there's emotions that's coming up like fear and like anxiety or like past experiences that's impacting the ways in which I practice my martial arts the Mm. ways in which i practice communication outside of my martial arts as well so yeah like and there's a lot of things that has happened in between that really messed up with my emotions like i was like oh my goodness like i feel really heavy and there's a lot of things going on like i felt like i had a seasonal depression um and yeah, like I think it was really looking within that I started finding the answers of who I want to be and what I want to do rather than like being like, oh, shut up. I don't want to listen to you. I'll do what I can and like be normal, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Mm. How does that resonate with you? I-, I see you smiling. I'm like, oh, my heart, I am. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. smiling because mm-hmm. for so yeah. long, I mm. tried to fit into mm. what I thought was yeah. normal in air quotes here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that's it. We, we sit there disregarding what's actually coming up, don't we, for so long. And then that pivotal point, And like you said, you had that sort of those moments where you started listening to yourself and bringing that into your your lived experiences mm-hmm. And that happened. That happened yeah. to me too, which is which is why I'm smiling because yeah. mm-hmm. I kind of got to the point where, mm-hmm. um, you know, my my nan mm-hmm. died. I hit rock bottom. You know, we've spoken about this um, in brief before. Um, I had depression. My anxiety wasn't great. Um, I had no self belief. I had low self confidence. I mm-hmm. was worried about my weight. Um, just anything I could be stressed and worried about and overwhelmed with, I was. Um, and my, my fibromyalgia had kicked up five notches and I was in immense yeah. amounts of pain most days, which yeah. which I can now see a lot of that mm-hmm. was to do with all this stress and, and grief and anxiety that I was holding within me. Um, but it all came to like this this sort of pivotal point where I was like, ah oh, shit, like I am the lowest I've been before and I don't see an easy way out. Like, I don't like it here. This isn't fun and it was i had to get a, i had to get real with myself right i had to sort of sit and be like what do i actually need and and listening yeah. to my body mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. following through with that was really uncomfortable mm-hmm. at first because it was different it was different and and i think that is that moment when people go okay you know mm-hmm. what i'm going to try listening to myself for a change it is mm-hmm. scary and it is it is uncomfortable it's a different kind of uncomfortable than what we've been living with for sure yeah um Mm -hmm. and it doesn't it's not uncomfortable forever but it's that oh gosh is this gonna work I've tried a gazillion Mm -hmm. other things
1: yeah
0: I've Mm -hmm. tried ignoring my feelings I've tried pretending I've tried doing what this person down the road does I've tried Mm -hmm. you know faking it till I make it or whatever the phrase is and and I don't feel good Mm mm-hmm and it's almost like the last option isn't it the last option is okay well let's listen yeah. to ourselves
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and man I wish it was the first option I wish we all went you know what what am I really yeah. feeling but um
1: yeah from mm-hmm. my from my
0: experiences yeah. and and the conversations of with yeah. others it does seem to be yeah. a little bit lower down mm-hmm. the list of things to try
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. how powerful it is to like witness you like mm. Hold yourself that way. like say, you know, like this is how I was feeling. These were the emotions I was going through. Some days are still difficult, but I still ask myself, how am I feeling right now? Yeah, like how potent that is. oh my goodness, like I feel it in my bones like mm. like there's this thing around like people where it's like, oh like as a leader, you cannot be vulnerable. you cannot show who you are. Your truth, and like you have to seem like you know, as you're saying, fake it till you make it. Mm. Um, but it's like you cannot reveal who you are unless you know. Like, I don't know, like unless you're with the closest people you're with. But like listening to you and like you sharing your journey, like it allows me to connect with you at a more human level. At a more level, like, oh, this person is like me. Like they go through their own emotions. Yeah. Like I think emotions is a way we connect, mm-hmm. we relate to other people. And we for when we forget that, we forget so much of how we are interdependent with the world, mm-hmm. with the people, with the land. Mm. we're social creatures
0: aren't we we're meant to to connect with others and to share our experiences and collectively Mm -hmm. learn this is how we've stayed alive for so long because we were hunting in tribes and and groups Mm -hmm. and you know strategically getting food Mm -hmm. as it were you know way back way back when yeah um yeah and I think we're so I think society has you know, a lot to play in it in that we're all trying to, mm. or say we're all, a lot of people try to outshine one yeah. another. And social media, especially, you know, people show, mm. they like to show their best bits. They like to show it yeah. filtered. They like to, yeah. you know, mm. and obviously not everybody does yeah. this, but a lot of people will go, oh, yeah. you know what? Let's just yeah. take this picture. I'm going to clear the background mm. of clutter. I'm going to make sure my kids are smiling. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a hundred photos and then I'm going to post the best one. Mm with a nice caption. Yeah. Never mind that I've had a terrible day and 5 hours before I was on the floor sobbing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not showing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that distorts yeah. reality for the rest of us. Yeah. And yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I I I do that. You know, yeah. I I used to do yeah. that a lot. I would be like, right, where is mm-hmm. the cleanest part of my room? Where yeah. am I going to take this picture? I am I am mm-hmm. less bothered now. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I used to only take pictures if I had mm-hmm. full makeup on. I don't do that now do you know like because Mm. I think my calling here um you know yes I'm a business alignment coach yes I'm helping entrepreneurs with their Mm. businesses and hoping that they're going to find more ease and more flow and be more in tune but the wider picture is I want people to be comfortable and Mm. confident doing what they want to do Mm. and that that sort of steps away from business and that's if you want to show up on social media as you bloody well do it you know like have the confidence show up as you because other people need to see that Mm -hmm. there are so many of us hidden behind full makeup faces and filters and you know tiny clean corners Mm -hmm. in their living rooms wanting to feel accepted with scraped up hair no makeup uh, with a messy background and kids are crying and whatever's going on Mm -hmm. like because that is us and that is reality and that is Mm -hmm. that is real and we want to show up and say hey we've had a shit day (laughs) we found yeah. the kids difficult mm-hmm. we've yeah. we've fluffed up on a, a proposal yeah. to a client we've done x y and z you know like we've yeah. we've just woken up and we don't know what's wrong with us there's something off yeah. and mm-hmm. we just want to just express that to people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're not and i think the thing is and i'm going off I'm on one here mickey yeah. but you know me
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. when me people out. do
0: that mm-hmm. other people think they're doing it for attention and sympathy yeah. and and like we're not at that point of just acceptance yet Yeah. for the people that are doing that. So I almost feel yeah. like if I share something vulnerable that I have to put a caveat, like I am not yeah. looking for sympathy yeah. or like, yeah, I am just sharing mm. my experiences. Mm. Do you know, I feel like there's almost like a caveat that needs to go with that or you need to sort of have your yeah. guard up because somebody will go, yeah. we well, don't need to post that on social media or, yeah, do you know,
1: yeah.
0: and they might, and I see it time yeah. and time again, when you get people who are showing up as mm-hmm. themselves being vulnerable and then people mm-hmm. vilifying them for something or picking on mm-hmm. them for something else. Yeah. Do you know, I see it time mm-hmm. and time again in the comments mm-hmm. on on Instagram, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. somebody's coming, you know, as they are, vulnerable, yeah. talking about mm-hmm. struggles with X, Y, and Z. Let's say they're having struggles with their with their partner and they've been really emotional. Mm-hmm. And then in the comments you get, yeah. well, if you'd if you lose weight, blah, blah, blah. Or yeah. if you tried this, da, 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 da. And if you've done this and what mm-hmm. are you coming on here? Do you know what I mean? And it's just like... Mm-hmm. Why can't we just accept that she's come into the space and said what she said? Mm. Why do we need to fill it with Mm. negativity or, or, you know, I think it's a big thing. I think it's a big thing that we're still so far away from being able to be fully
1: vulnerable in person Mm. and in the online Mm. space. Mm. 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 I think like, you know, you were talking about these negative comments Um, quote-unquote negative comments that people make i wonder if it's also like people are kind of like scared of Mm -hmm. seeing that part of themselves in some ways they want to control that part so that you know like like be able to give advice in a way to control the circumstance um yeah like somehow believe that we can control our emotions or control like our life. Yeah. 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 Like that was something that was coming up for me.
0: I think as well, it's that, that scared child within the person doing, you know, the, yeah. the, any, any negative comments, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's yeah. seen negative mm-hmm. because yeah. I think, and I'm going out on a shoestring here, but like, I think, Mm. they're afraid because they wouldn't be that vulnerable or they feel yeah. well I keep mine close to my chest and nobody knows how I'm struggling but like you're getting a free pass to some support here or some do you know and and I could be yeah. missing the mark but I kind of feel like there's a little scared kid somewhere yeah. within yeah. that person going I wish mm. I could do that with my yeah. problems I wish I could get support yeah um, of course
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and that's that's one of my takes and I like to yeah. see the the nicer yeah. side I like to look yeah. for. Why might this person be being negative, or why might this person be lashing out, or why might this person be acting in that way? Mm -hmm. Um, And I I try and see what might be going on instead of just assuming, oh, they're a bad person, or do you know what I mean? Um, Which is so easy to do, isn't it? It's so, you know, um, and I am guilty of it. I am guilty of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we're all Mm -hmm. a work in progress, aren't we? As humans, Mm -hmm. as individuals, we are all navigating Mm -hmm. this
1: world
0: (laughs) as as individuals. Mm -hmm yeah and we don't always get it right so um if any listeners listen to this going Mm -hmm. yeah I judge these people Mm -hmm. (laughs) know that that's okay we're not perfect we're not vilifying you guys um it's just an observation Mm
1: -hmm. Um, yeah 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wanted to actually share like two weeks ago I think I shared a post on my social media around like how I was feeling like I went on vacation I came back so while I guide people to live their calling I also know like how important it is to live mine Mm. um yeah you know and like writing that post on social media recently about how like after going on vacation and coming back I kind of felt misaligned with my work like I didn't realize Like, before vacation, I was like, oh, yeah, this feels really aligned. Like, I feel, like, really great. And I came back, and I was like, wait, something feels off. Um, And honestly, I was afraid to admit that I lived in some kind of misalignment myself, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, but being able to say that, like, I realized that the misalignment came from, like, not being in person. Like, most of my work is on Zoom and like online and that makes me feel really isolated from people like i miss people like i miss actually being by them and just witnessing them and being able to offer them tissue when they're crying you know mm-hmm. like like i didn't realize how that was important to me until i went went on vacation and came back and admitting that on a social media post felt really vulnerable for me like mm-hmm. it just felt like okay like do i seem like the expert that I am meant to be, like, you know? um, But putting that out felt really healing as well. Like, it was like, hey, you know, there's enough for me, there's enough for other people. Like, saying, hey, like, I wasn't aligned, and I want to call in more alignment. This is how I was feeling, and this is my work. Like, this is what I want my clients to go through as well, you know? Like, I guide them through the process of going deeper deeper within themselves to know how they feel how that aligns and i need to do that work too so yeah like when you're talking about the vulnerability part mm, and how people show up it's like yeah that came up for me recently too Mm. yeah
0: and i remember that post i remember i think i actually commented on it um but that's Mm. it isn't it it's a work in progress like you know you do the work Mm. or your clients do the work and it's Mm. never yeah. ticked off and done and closed booked, you know, it's, mm-hmm. we're constantly growing, we're constantly changing, yeah. we're constantly yeah. picking up new interests and dropping other ones. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Our and our needs now wants change all the time.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it's that understanding, isn't it? Of going, okay, mm-hmm. something's shifted. Let's yeah. explore that rather than, mm-hmm. nope, this is what I said I was going to do. And this is what yeah. I'm going to do. Um, you know, so I think mm-hmm. in actual fact, yeah. like you say, by being vulnerable mm-hmm. as a, as a leader in this space. Yeah. Yeah. It shows others that it is a process and it's okay yeah. to yeah. change things um, yeah. because like I feel disjointed otherwise and it doesn't going back to the body and the feeling it doesn't feel right. So so I put it out there, you know this is this is how I'm niching down, this is how I'm doing this, this is how I'm stepping into this purpose. And I felt like an immediate relief at that point, I wasn't bothered about how it would be received, which is what had held me back from so long, how I would be re- received, how I'd be perceived, um, and, and what people mm-hmm. might think. Um, and you know, like as a coach as well, like there's this sort of, mm-hmm. I hate it because this sort of stigma that yeah. we've got our shit nailed down and we're all like perfect and this, and it's so not true. Um, <laughs> But mm-hmm. it's like, oh gosh, mm-hmm. do you know, I have to show that vulnerability and that that change and that pivot and that that noticing that something wasn't working for me anymore. Um, but the minute yeah. I did that, it was like, okay, I feel yeah. better now. Like mm-hmm. whatever responses come yeah. from this, like it's fine because I feel mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I didn't get anybody mm-hmm. saying, "Well, how dare you pivot into this?" And mm-hmm. and you know, and and yes, it might not feel like I am a mm-hmm. good fit for somebody anymore, but that's yeah. okay. Because, do you know, yeah. if I'm not a good fit for you, yeah. then mm-hmm. it wouldn't have worked anyway. Regardless of how I have pivoted, yeah.
1: do you know,
0: we're either, we either gel as people yeah. or we don't. And it doesn't mean you don't have to, you don't have to have a strong dislike yeah. for somebody just to realize actually we don't gel. Um, it's perfectly fine. And I think, goodness, the amount of people in this world, we're not all going to get on anyway. We can all be civil, we can all be polite, but my Lord, we cannot all get on. Do you know, there's just not, it's just, we're all so different, do you know, like, so... Hmm. if, yeah. if that pivot really mm-hmm. switches you off from me, then that's okay. Like you don't need to feel guilty. I don't need to feel bad. Like yeah. we just need to move forward in our own way. Um, yeah. yeah, And that's kind of the stance I took on it. And, and <laughs> it's been really interesting yeah. to yeah. sort of share yeah. that because I've had other people yeah. go, oh, you know what, I've been sat yeah. on an idea for mm-hmm. so long too. And I was worried about XYZ and oh, I've been sat on this, this feeling mm-hmm. and I've been trying yeah. to ignore it, trying to squash it. And it was almost yeah. like, Mm. um in these few instances that i've experienced Mm. that they needed somebody else to go first if it were Mm. for them to go okay you know what that person did that and they they didn't die they nothing bad happened to them (laughs) so that gives Mm. me courage to go and do my thing um and Mm, i think yeah yeah. Yeah. Mm. as as somebody who also you know consumes social media as well Mm. and has people that they want to work with Mm. and people that they really gel with and things yeah it is nice to see other people being vulnerable because we all know like Mm. deep down people are Mm. not this perfect image all the time do you know Mm. and they don't get it right all the time heck like stories would be boring if things didn't Mm -hmm. go wrong right (laughs) like if things didn't happen Mm -hmm. if if people Mm -hmm. weren't in peril if if somebody didn't come and Mm -hmm. save if people didn't didn't grow Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. you know and then I look yeah. at I look at really big names in not just in, yeah. in our industries, mm. but just in the world, like Elon Musk, like, you know, Jeff Bezos, like, you know, big names. Yeah. And I think. And, and obviously, this doesn't mean that they get it right, mm. but mm. They're, they're big, big money yeah. earners, right? They are like some mm. of the most um, richest mm. people in the world. It's like, mm-hmm. how did they get there? They didn't get everything right. They didn't do all the right things to do that. Yeah. Or or you think mm-hmm. of like a famous, like Beyonce. Yeah. And you think, well, she didn't do anything right mm-hmm. to get to where she got to. Like things went wrong. Things yeah. didn't feel good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so whoever you look up to in mm-hmm. whatever space it is, you know, however, that, however that looks, yeah. they don't get yeah. it right. And they don't yeah. always listen to their feelings. And then, you know, <laughs> you're not the only one that's mm-hmm. squashing things and, and mm-hmm. holding things back. There are people in every industry, in every corner yeah. of the world who show you what it is that wow. they want you to mm. see the good stuff and the yeah. get it right. And, yeah. you know, and I was listening to um, yeah. an audio book yesterday um, mm-hmm. by Alex Hermosi. It's, um, yeah. forgive yeah. me, it's $100 uh, a hundred million dollar offers. There's a slightly longer title. I will link it mm. in the show notes. And it, mm. he was just talking about how he went from basically being bankrupt and struggling to get his uh, gym business off the ground to now making, I think, at the time of the publishing the book, he said, I'm sure he said 120 million a year, um, through different things and he do a lot of charity and a lot of fundraising. And he said that he was documenting his way to hopefully being a billionaire, which was his goal, right? And mm. he said because these big, you know, the mm. big names in the industries haven't documented that. They've only shown the best bits. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. wants to show others like his raw journey and yeah. what went right for him, what went wrong, how he felt, what he did. Um, and I just thought that notion was wonderful so maybe you don't resonate Mm -hmm. with that end goal maybe that's not something that anyone's interested in there but maybe just being able to look at somebody's raw journey to whatever it is that you're hopeful to achieve in life Mm -hmm. it's nice to see all the parts yeah do you know what I mean yeah
1: yeah yeah like you were mentioning like you know you're talking to your friend and like They were also like, oh yeah, I had this idea for like a long time and like I didn't like do this. It's like, yeah, like when people share their really raw journeys, it's like an inspiration for others to do the same. Mm, mm, Yeah. Mm, mm. Oh, Like there was something else that was coming up, but I feel like my brain is just like, like letting my body feel all your (laughs) other shares. Hmm. And like, I think like there's something else that I wanted to kind of come back to was when you were talking about how humans are social beings. Mm. Um, they're not just social, but they're like also very interdependent on each other. Like I think that's like social interdependency are like a little bit different. But I think there's a there's a really big emphasis on the social aspect. Like all people are very social beings, but not so much on the interdependence. And I think. That's because we have been so like broken apart with ourselves, like the relationship to ourselves. um, And it makes it difficult for us to see how our relationships with ourselves impact our relationships with other people. Like I know you said there were some big names like, you know, Elon Musk and like Jeff Bezos. Like, and there's not a lot. Around how they feel, like I, I would love to know more about how they feel, you know, yeah. like. And I feel like, as much as I respect, like the businesses that have been built, the ones that I really honor and deeply respect are those that also recognize the interdependency of the system, like of the people. Hmm. Like, it's funny that the Amazon, Amazon at the company is also the same name as Amazon the Rainforest. But like Mm. the ways in which we understand, yeah, like what I'm thinking more is like how we treat people within organizations, how I've had a family member work for Amazon. So I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) you know, as much as I respect you as a company, I would honor the interdependency, the people, how you treat people as well, and I think that comes back to how we treat ourselves, how we honor mm. ourselves and our body, and know how we're feeling, so that we're able to relate to other people. I know this goes slightly in a tangent, I like everything, but for me, it's like, like how we treat other people, how we organize an organization, really reflects how we look. At ourselves, mm. Mm. yeah. So that's something that was coming up for me when you were talking about this. Like, yes, like I want to be a billionaire with a lot of love for other people as well, with a lot of love for myself and a lot of respect for other people simultaneously. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And I think yeah. that, like,
0: that loops back yeah. to. um what I, what I was saying before, like when we were talking about mm. the people who are being negative on social yeah. media and mm. maybe not feeling safe in themselves yeah. and not having like that mm. security to be vulnerable, yeah. you know, that mm. could be the same in organizations, yeah. in teams, in, you know, in yeah. businesses mm-hmm. where, you know, there is a disjoint somewhere, mm-hmm. usually higher up, mm-hmm. that is then being filtered down yeah. into into the workforce yeah. that's, that's sort of, running from how they're feeling and what they know or they're not feeling should I say (laughs) and what they know and do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like um Mm. I like one of my Mm. big missions is to help organizations and teams understand more about the different people within their team yeah Yeah. um especially on the neurodivergent tangent but also like to know that everybody can watch the same five minute clip of a video and take something different away yeah. everybody could read the same page of a book and pull out something different yeah. and feel a different type of way yeah. right
1: mm-hmm.
0: and when they're looking at, at something mm-hmm. to do with the business yeah. or whatever they're all going to see something different yeah. or, or have an idea that's different yeah. and I think a lot of the time mm-hmm. when you've got mm-hmm. business, you know businesses yeah. with, with a sort of a hierarchy mm-hmm. if you will yeah. it's very much the manager is the one that gets the final say yeah. the manager's idea is the one yeah. everybody backs. And it's like, well, no, actually somebody else might have a better idea yeah. and or a feeling that is valid that yeah. might bring a different perspective yeah. and it needs to be mm-hmm. heard. Yeah. Um, And I think as, as managers or yeah. in people in in a position of power in the workplace yeah. need to be able to take that on board yeah. and be confident, and secure in yeah. themselves mm-hmm. that perhaps their idea isn't mm-hmm. the best idea. Yeah. Like I have read of, of instances where there's yeah. been other ideas that have, probably would have worked better but the manager or the person in charge has been so steadfast that their idea is the idea they're taking forwards and they're discounting everybody else's Mm. and it doesn't work
1: yeah
0: and then it's 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 a blame then isn't it it's a blame game well you didn't do this and this wasn't this and blah blah blah, blah and yeah, and this is—I mm. know—we are off on a tangent right now, but I think <laughs> it needs to be spoken about. Yeah. You know, it mm. needs to be spoken about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So, like, one of one of my missions, yeah. especially, and I don't know about you, mm. is to mm. is to help educate people in the workforce, yeah. particularly higher up, mm. um, about the differences that each yeah. individual brings yeah. to the workforce. Mm. And then they're not just a number. They're not just a statistic. Yeah. They're not just a person mm. in front of a screen yeah. doing a job.
1: Mm. Like, mm. let them be heard. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that I love that and you know what I also really love is like how like we approach things differently like I love how you're like you know you want the individuals like you want them to recognize them as individuals and then they have these great ideas and everything and like also the neurodiversity part you know like people are different and like they have different ideas and like because of their backgrounds and like for me it's like It's like the emotions part. Um, It's like, oh, what do we feel within that impacts ourselves and our decision making? Like there's so much like prioritization around like logic and reasoning. That doesn't make sense. Like, like it's like, it's very empty for me. It's like, oh, women are so emotional. It's like, yes, men are so emotional. Like it's just like, (laughs) like it's like whether like one is crying or one is like really angry, you know, like the ways in which we understand emotions. Um. yeah and like I love how different our approach is and it just shows how much how much abundance there is like you know mm-hmm. like coming back again I love the circling back too like you know how people feel like people other people are sharing their like um, vulnerabilities and they can't share how they're feeling you know but it's mm-hmm. like it's like there's this perceived lack of perceived scarcity around around how people receive us or love us like if they love on this person they can't love us like it's Mm -hmm. so much scarcity in this world like there's so much love like we can like it can be abundant like work can be abundant love can be abundant money is abundant like remembering these feelings Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
0: Yeah. that's it and i think Mm -hmm. like with that scarcity yeah. in mind, mm-hmm. I just want to sort of touch back yeah. <laughs> a lot of, of background yeah. on, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. men have so many emotions. And I think society yeah. has
1: yeah.
0: dampened it. Yeah. Do you know, like mm-hmm. the the typical, and I quote here, feminine yeah. emotions, mm-hmm. sort of like, yeah. you know, sadness, yeah. overwhelm, mm. fear, like, they've been taught to squash that yeah. and they're only allowed to feel anger yeah and you know happiness yeah. and and a very limited range mm. and it's the same with women if women start being angry or mm. um, assertive yeah. we're suddenly bitches <laughs> or do you know what I mean like there seems to be a societal yeah. barrier yeah. about what emotions are acceptable yeah. and again I'm using air quotes um mm. And what are not? And I think, you know what? Actually, we're all perfectly allowed to feel all the emotions. Yeah. And I think this is one of the things, especially as a mother um, mm-hmm. with two girls and yeah. a boy, is sort of helping them navigate yeah. those emotions and not shrinking them yeah. and pushing them into a mold and making mm-hmm. them fit. And, mm-hmm. you know, it is still really hard yeah. because then they go out into school and yeah. into society mm-hmm. and and then do you know, mm. like my boy is is nearly twelve, mm. and um, he yeah. doesn't like to cry in front of me anymore. Mm. Mm. And I think, gosh, that yeah. is so so damaging mm. to people. Mm. And and we have done our, our yeah. best to like curb that, yeah. if you will. Mm. Um, and I, I even remember, and this is slightly off yeah. tangent, but I'm going to bring it anyway. He used to love the color pink. Yeah. He used to adore it, and mm. he had these gorgeous um. Mm pink t-shirts with dinosaurs on. One was a hot pink and one was like a salmon color. Mm. And he went into nursery. This is like three Mm. or four years old. And some boy told him that boys don't wear pink and pink is a girl's color.
1: Mm. And he came home from nursery.
0: Like, I don't like this top anymore. Oh
1: my God. And
0: there was nothing Mm. that, you know, I couldn't undo that damage. And that opinion that somebody else had put on him Mm. to... to wear wear the pink shirt Mm. he has never worn a pink shirt Mm. since unfortunately Mm. and I just think you know these Mm. things are happening and they can be a little snapshot in somebody's day that was probably a 10 minute interaction at best I mean he's three or four years old at this point so maybe Mm. a two minute interaction at best Mm. and that has molded him moving forwards Mm -hmm.
1: yeah
0: and I mean I'm hopeful one day he will revert back to to pink t-shirts but you know Mm. Um and my husband does this thing yeah. where he goes out of his way to yeah. pick like the pink counter in a game yeah. and my husband will go, I'm the pink one, and my husband's got some pink shirts <laughs> so and will like do Oh yeah. my life. Yeah. And my husband gets yeah. his nails painted by the girls and he always opts for pink. And it's kind of just yeah. a subliminal message to my son yeah. that like mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. We can like pink. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, mm. but it just brings me yeah. back to that, like, okay, if yeah. you if you're, if you're presenting as male this yeah. is how you're supposed to act yeah. this is the feelings mm-hmm. this is these are the colors you like yeah. these are the colors you don't like yeah. this is the outfit you wear yeah. and i just think you know fuck it mm-hmm. can we all just not be people yeah. and be who we want to be and feel how yeah. we want to feel and mm-hmm. show up in the world how we want to show up we want to yeah. wear the dress we want to wear the pink we yeah. want to wear the you know mm-hmm. my nearly 10 year old daughter mm-hmm. is like favoring gothic um outfits black grungy and
1: you yeah. know you know
0: i've had some people go oh are you not trying to, like, mm-hmm. curb that? I'm like, no, if that's how she wants to yeah. present herself to the yeah. world, then I'm all for it. Yeah. Do you know, I yeah. will spend hours scrolling looking for this uh, checkered skirt that she wants online. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Because I want her yeah. to feel accepted yeah. as she is. Yeah. And I know we, we are yeah. slightly broadening the, uh, the discussion. <laughs> but It is I that, though, that. isn't mm-hmm. it? It is yeah. that. It yeah. is that it's it's mm. it goes deeper than yeah. than what shirt you wear and how you yeah. how you dress in the world, mm. and it goes deeper to to mm. the feelings and the and how you show up. Yeah. But I also think as well, yeah. have you ever noticed that how people can act differently in front of different people
1: mm.
0: as well? Yeah. So like we're changing and yeah. morphing ourselves yeah. to fit what that person yeah. prefers mm. or what that person yeah. expects. Mm, that's
1: true. Um, mm.
0: And I'm doing that yeah. less now that yeah. I'm more aware of it, but like. Mm so Mm -hmm. my nan she's 90 god love her she is awesome she's my last grandparent and I Mm -hmm. cherish her Mm -hmm. very deeply um she is of a generation where women don't swear so and I swear quite a bit so (laughs) I have to like purposely consciously mold my choices Mm. of words so that I don't Mm. upset her yeah Um, and part of that is a respect Mm. thing um but I do notice that I mold myself to fit what she i suppose not what she expects but what she is used to
1: yeah 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 i realize yeah that i do do that to, i mold myself in different people's presence i use a different voice um i usually use this voice um when i talk to people um but there's also like when I'm really like oh like comfortable and everything I'm like yeah, a higher voice you know like like sometimes like when I'm like about to sleep and I'm really exhausted and I suddenly sound like a little girl you know like <laughs> 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 um but using that voice um, and being consciously aware of how and why I use that voice mm. yeah mm. yeah but like oh so much like I love how you like talk about like I but like before like actually historically pink was a boy's color before world war ii um and then like it shifted after world war ii i think is like what i've heard oh, before um yes correct me if i'm wrong if someone in the audience is like no that's not right like <laughs> yeah. you know, you let us know. <laughs> um but yeah so like whether or not yeah and i love pink like i used to really hate pink like i was like oh my god like that makes me so feminine and everything And nowadays, Mm -hmm. I'm coming back to it. I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Like, I love, like, still my favorite color is like green, but you know, like like being able to receive ourselves. And like, it's not even just colors, but like, like, I especially worked with women, no? Like, most of my leaders, like, most of the people I continue to work with, and the most of the people who I've worked with are women. And a lot of Mm -hmm. like what women are meant to feel are like, oh, like, compassion and caring and love and, like, kind and nurturing and nourishing. And, like, not every woman is like that, you know? Yeah. 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 So coming back to that as well, like, I love how you, like, let your daughter choose, like, gothic clothing. like, (laughs) Like, I love how you receive them with love for who they are and where they're at. We can't control what people, like, you know, like, can accept, but as they grow older, mm. I'm sure they would come back to, like, as your son would come back to pink as your, like, you know, as your other kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm hopeful. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. I want
0: to just keep that yeah. that availability yeah. for yeah. him to go, you know what? Mm. It's okay. Mm. I think, especially as children yeah. and at that sort of age, like, yeah. it is, you're very impressionable. Yeah. And from the minute you start yeah. socializing with other children, mm-hmm. you want to fit in. Yeah you want to belong. Mm-hmm. And I think until we're adults, it's difficult mm-hmm. to go, well, yeah. I'm still going to like pink, Yeah. but I still, and I still fit in, yeah. Do you know, yeah. I don't have to tick every yeah. single box mm-hmm. to be accepted. Yeah. And I think that's also difficult for the opposite child oh, who's saying yeah. don't wear pink yeah. to know that they don't need to yeah. fit all of your boxes yeah. either. Um, mm-hmm. And I like to think most adults realise this as they grow up and they're not just, (laughs) you know, going around going, well, I can't be friends with you because. Um, But yeah, I Mm. think I used to repel pink as well because I was like, well, Mm. I'm not a passive woman and and I'm not Mm. going to like pink because you tell me to like pink and Mm -hmm. and and this, that and the other. Um, But, Mm -hmm. you know, and and when my first daughter was was on the way, I told everybody that wanted to buy a gift do not buy pink please do not buy a pink I will not be putting her in pink Da-da-da-da-da. I yeah. mean I've softened now yeah. like you mm. know if the kids want to wear yeah. pink the kids can wear pink but yeah. at that time I was so like
1: yeah. aware mm-hmm.
0: that I didn't want to fit into society's expectations yeah. I think even yeah. even then yeah. like 13 years yeah. ago it was no you're not placing me in that box yeah you know i will go into that box willingly but you are not forcing <laughs> me in it. so because of that i'm now stepping away from that box and i am like yeah. no mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. my daughter's favorite color was pink yeah. so I, <laughs> that kind of shafted me um yeah but yeah, yeah. oh i just love it yeah. i love I, yeah. the range of co- yeah. topics we have covered in this in this short time together Has been i know insane. i know i know um mm-hmm. But before we wrap it up, I would really Mm -hmm. love for you to let my audience know Mm -hmm. anything that you're Mm -hmm. available for, anything you're working Mm -hmm. on, anywhere they
1: can find you. Mm. I'm still opening up my one-on-one guidance right now for you to live your calling. If you identify as a leader, if you're looking to... It's so weird to use if, but yes. If you're looking to look within yourself for the answers that you're looking for, to embody who you're destined to be, rather than pivoting again and again to places where you're actually not desiring to be. So connecting you with emotions, aligning them so that you can become who you are called to be. So that's that. And I'm on Instagram at Mickey Heels. He- he- <laughs> and you can subscribe for my newsletter awesome. in my bio.
0: Awesome. Yes. And I will make sure that those links are in the show notes as well. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. So nobody's <laughs> scrolling things down and trying to remember. I know how difficult that is when you listen to a podcast. So you're like, oh, man, I need the link. Um, so yeah. I will put mm-hmm. those in the, in the show yes, notes. Really... Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to touch on before we wrap up today, Mickey?
1: Mm. I think I wanted to touch on like the pivoting part that you said you were like, oh, I pivoted into this. Like, I really mm. love that you pivoted into your calling, like more so closer to your calling. But pivoting doesn't necessarily mean that you're walking into your calling or if you're embracing your calling. Mm. Like, yeah, a lot of I feel like the term pivoting is used a little bit a lot <laughs> a little bit a lot <laughs> yeah I mean yeah. you can yeah. it applies to like yeah. a change in strategy yeah. as well doesn't it yeah. a change in approach yeah. a change yeah. in yeah so
0: yeah making yeah. things fit yeah.
1: so I loved how you um, used it I
0: think yeah.
1: yeah go on sorry yeah
0: I mm. think yeah I think for so long yeah. people pivot to make things fit yeah not necessarily what they need but what they think might be right mm-hmm. so I'm hopeful that because yeah. it's been something I've sat on for such yeah. a long time mm-hmm. um that I've embraced now <laughs> yeah. that it isn't one of those mm-hmm. um, it feels it feels yeah. really good so I think it's the right kind of pivot yes yes
1: yes Yes. I know I know yeah like, like, like- <laughs> <laughs> all right yes yes and that's that I just wanted to say thank you Sarah for hosting the space holding this space mm-hmm. thank you
0: thank you so much for coming on and that was the wonderful Mickey I absolutely loved editing that podcast and listening to all the, the many tangents and the different things that we brought up together um, about vulnerability, about our feelings and, and the validity that we need to feel in order to live, you know, as human beings, not even as leaders, not even as entrepreneurs, but as human beings. We need to, to be able to feel into what's going on We need to be able to release any emotion that's no longer serving us and we need to be able to step into our calling. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as me and Mickey uh, enjoyed chatting and as mentioned before you can find all the relevant links in the show notes including Mickey's newsletter and Instagram handle. Uh, Next episode is our final episode of season one. Um, It's a short one, Uh, it's just me And I'm going to be going over what's next, what's happening in season two, how you can work with me, and my five top favourite episodes of this season. So I would love for you to tune in, and I will see you then. Take care.